Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Amber Scotchburn is back. Amber, of course, uh, now well-established as a parenting expert. Good morning. Welcome to you. Good morning. Thank you, Dave. And happy summer. It's here. Yes, finally. Woohoo! Of course, it doesn't come without complications. Yeah. Summer baggage, call it. I don't know. <laughs> um, school is out. We want to talk about uh, various aspects to do with that and uh, and learning through the summertime. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the last time you were in, you were talking about how, uh, how kids during the summer can actually uh, lose some of what they've they've gained. Yeah, statistics show or research shows that um, kids can learn a grade level or two, um, or learn, sorry, lose a grade mm. level or two um, over the summer in their primary subjects of math and reading um, without engagement in the summer of those particular pieces of their mm. brain. Now, I would imagine someone pitching to a child about to launch into summer vacation, hey, we're gonna study math this summer might not go over so well. You probably have some some tips on how to make that a little more appealing. I do. You know me and the twist. <laughs> um, so for instance, um, we kind of design projects actually usually for kids to do over the summer. Um, so we have one student who needed to work on their math skills, wanted to learn some French. Um, and so she designed a French restaurant. So she's you know designing it on the graph paper in terms of scalability. Um, we're designing, th- she's designing three different uh, measurements of, of different sizes of restaurants for different mm-hmm. spaces you could rent. Wow. She's putting a menu together and then she's having to figure out if it was this size of restaurant and it sat this many people, how much food would I need? How much do I need to budget? Um, and then at the end of it all, she's going to present to us as though we're investors wanting to invest in the, in the business and she's going to do a diagram and then she's going to speak to us in French at the restaurant portion of it and... So it's really like there's tons of math in that, yeah. but she's so engaged in it. And math is not her strong subject, not a subject that she enjoys, yet she's totally gung-ho about doing the project. How about that? So um, I, I guess the, the idea is not to sit down with your child and say, okay, we're going to study math this summer. Yes, I, I wouldn't <laughs> suggest doing that. I mean, we don't, at the twist, we don't really believe anyways in worksheets and work in like textbooks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some kids, that'll work. For some kids, it would, it would be amazing for them to just know that they need to wake up and they need to do their couple pages or before bed, do their couple pages and that'll work. But I would suggest you for the majority of kids, mm. <laughs> yeah, you'd want to do sneaky ways. So, you know, you're going on a family trip, have them look at budgeting for plane tickets or the ferry ride or food on the ferry or there's just so many ways that you can incorporate math into it um, that it's not like they're sitting there doing a worksheet in math. Fair enough. Okay. Now, is there something about uh, the the school to free summertime transition that, that brings up concerns? Um, I believe so. Usually for parents, it's, it's about uh, what are they going to do to fill their ki- kids' time? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and then there's that worry of the summer brain drain, it's called. So we've kind of talked about the summer brain drain. But I would suggest to you the, the transition um, as to what, what are they going to do now to fill their days. Um, so we actually have on our blog um, some top f- five tips. Um, and one is to still get them in some sort of routine. It doesn't have to be the exact same routine as school, but still keeping a routine because mm-hmm. um, kids still th- tend to thrive in that. Um, having a summer fun list. So, you know, cr- get them to create. What, is, what would be their top things to do in the summer? And, you know, maybe you can't go to Paris, uh, but maybe you can create some sort of Paris experience. <laughs> um, summer reading. All the libraries have free summer reading programs. Um, and, of course, there's the places like chapters and stuff like that that will have summer reading lists for kids. Playdates with friends are always amazing. Um, and then, like I mentioned, stopping the summer brain drain by having as many different possible ways that you can get your child involved in what you're doing by asking them some questions around math or comprehension. Yeah, Okay. Now, uh, we, we couldn't let this discussion go without touching on screen rules and, and what where do you come down on this? Yeah, well, that's a really good one, um, especially we just spent weekend with family and it was so interesting to watch how many adults were on their screens <laughs> and, and actually, you know, sitting there having a conversation about playing a game on their phone mm. um, and yet, you know, saying, kids, you know, get off your devices. And I thought, oh, this is one of those mirror moments where you want to like mirror the kids <laughs> to the parents so that they can see. But what we did is created at Tutoring with a Twist and Parenting with a Twist is created um, a screen times, summertime rules, essentially. And so every single thing that we have on that is kind of worth points. And those points get to a lot of times on their screen time. Um, and things that didn't, or like normal routine things, like getting up, brushing your teeth, eating breakfast, those don't count because okay. those you know need to be done. No. But <laughs> things like playing a board game, going for a walk, um, emptying garbage cans, emptying the pond, compost, unloading the dishwasher, so on and so forth in terms of cleaning stuff. Um, and then there's creative stuff like, um, um, you know, building something out of Lego or uh, designing something with your markers or whatever kids are into. So you mm. kind of are looking at what they're into um, and putting some routine stuff in place, um, some chores in place, um, some outside time in place. And that kind of adds up to points for them to earn their screen time as opposed to it just being a right. Okay. Do you, you must surely encounter some some kids who really have a, a hard time though giving giving up their their little screen toys, devices, and, and how do you how do you approach that for someone who just refuses to to participate, so to speak? Well, I I like to say to parents that you have to hold your power essentially, right? So, um, if that is their currency, so to speak. That, you know, our currency, when we go to the store, we pay by using money, right? Most of the time um, or some form of something that allows us to use money. Um, and for kids, if that's their currency, then these other things need to be done. So then you use it as their currency. It's not, it's not a right. And I guess that's the other thing. Um, we have to differentiate between what's a right. It's a right. We have to feed our kids. We have to, you know, make sure they're brushing their teeth and kind of healthy things that mm-hmm. we need to do as parents. But screen time isn't a right. Um, so that would be the first point. Hmm. The second point is really looking in the mirror because if you're going to tell your child that they need to have breaks on screen time or you want them to do these other things, are you mirroring that? If you're not mirroring that, then I say good luck because (laughs) (laughs) certainly you're not going to necessarily be able to have them follow your role if you're doing those things. Um, we have kids that are blended families, so they go between homes and they have 
no screen time rules at their other homes. Mm. Um, so we get them back and they could have had 24 hours, seven days a week of screen time. So uh, it does create a little bit of a, a monster, a media monster, if you will. Um, but I think it's just sticking to it and, and realizing that you're teaching them what are good skills to leave your house with eventually one day. And, and that's not life. Life is not being on your screen 24 hours, seven days a week. Uh, there are those other things that need to be done. And so I think if you role model that and you just maintain consistency and you have those tough moments where they're going to not like you or hate you <laughs> or storm off to their bedroom or whatever it is, you just re- remain consistent on what you think is important. Yeah. Do you have some, some clients where the parents are consistently setting bad examples? <laughs> Do I answer that on air, Dave? <laughs> no, of course not. No My names. clients are all amazing. No names. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's actually in, in my parenting book, Parenting with a Twist, one of the symbols of the twist is like an amber stop sign. And it's specifically because that's where parents need to pause. And if they're going to be saying anything to their kids, are they modeling it? Mm. Um, and it's sort of that mirror or that stop sign where you you know you proceed with caution and you decide I'm gonna am I gonna go forward on this particular action I'm doing, and I mean parents gonna have one offs or two offs um, on my uh, parenting with a twist Facebook page. We did something on anxiety following up on our show on anxiety because I had some questions about that. And, you know, we're talking about um, having drugs and alcohol around, right? So if you are saying to your kids when they get to 16, well, don't drink. But you have constantly have a glass of wine at dinner or you're out on the boat and you have drinks or you're at a family occasion and there's drinks and there's always drinks. Mm-hmm. You're setting the norm that, that that's okay. So if you're setting the norm and you're always on your phone or you have your computer on, then guess what? That's their norm. So I believe, yes, there are some parents Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are setting examples or being role models that maybe they need to be a little more conscious about what they're doing. Mm. Some great things to consider now that summer's finally here with uh, our parenting expert, Amber Scotchburn. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Dave. Great to have you with me today at Parenting with a Twist. I would very much appreciate it if you could give me a five-star rating on Google or iTunes or heck, why not both? To learn more about The Twist, I invite you to visit our website, parentingwithatwist.com, where you can listen to past podcast episodes and download a teaser from my book. Oh, right, (laughs) my book. It's called Parenting with a Twist, 12 Positive Parenting Tips for Raising Confident and Success-Ready Children. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to take a moment to thank yourself for getting twisted with us today.